the other major sporting event that was happening uh, over the weekend, it was jam-packed. There's so much to sink your teeth into, even without footy being here at the moment. We are sport for choice in this country, and what an Australian Open it was. This man will be able to tell us the stats on how many, uh, how long it's been since someone other than the big three uh, won an Australian Open, or you know the stats on how many, uh, I think Gazy ran with it during drive, but... We're getting the new names, the new breed coming through. So Sabalenka gets two in a row and then Rusty Griswold, uh, as I like to call him, because he's a dead <laughs> ringer of the Griswolds of Clark's pride and joy. Uh, Rusty, Yannick Sinner wins the Men's Australian Open. He comes back from two sets to love down to beat Daniel Medvedev. Sinner backhand cross court. Medvedev backhand cross court. Up the line by Sinner. Cross court forehand. Medvedev up the line by Sinner. And it finishes in style off his forehand that has been the absolute devastating wing in this tournament at full stretch, Yannick Sinner. It's the most appropriate shot to make him a Grand Slam champion. For sure, it takes a little a little while to process everything, but I'm extremely happy how, how I handled also today's situation on court was, was very, very tough and... But I think the most important part was 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 the support I had throughout these two weeks. Um, I felt that many many people were watching also uh, from home uh, in the TV. So I I just tried my best. I um, I was a little bit <laughs> in trouble today uh, with uh, two sets to love down, and, and I just tried to stay stay positive. So Q Holiday Road, uh, Rusty got the job done, and uh, what a star, uh, what a what a comeback that was, and for Daniel Medvedev too, it's the second time he's lost an Australian Open when he's been leading by two sets. But uh, we don't need to tell our next guest that he's been doing a phenomenal job, Fox Sports, and he chimes in on SEN. He's always so generous with his time. One of our best tennis reporters that we have in this country, Courtney Walsh is with us again. G'day, Courtney. Yeah, good evening, gents. That's a very generous introduction. Um, thank you very much for being on. I just tell the truth uh, as you put the resume together and I'll just read it out. Um, you would have the numbers, Courtney, on – I heard Andrew Gaze mentioning this, but it's been a long time since there hasn't been a name of Novak Djokovic, um, Rafa Nadal or Roger Federer um, in a Grand Slam final. Yeah, certainly in an Australian Open final. It dates back to Leighton Hewitt and uh, Marit Safin in 2005 where the uh, – wow. I suppose that the Mercura, the Russian, got the better of uh, Leighton in what was uh, you know, a pretty, pretty good final. Uh, last night, I think, was uh, every bit as good as that one. But it does show that, uh, look, I'm not prepared to say that it's the changing of the guard. But when you look at uh, Sinner, 22, and Alcaraz, who's 20, and they have won two of the last three Grand Slams, you know, the tide is starting to change. I think uh, the days of dominance of Novak and, uh, and obviously Rafa, probably behind them. I still think they can pop up and, uh, and certainly be uh, you know, very, very hard to beat uh, around the world. But uh, clearly the young guys are now bridging that gap. And Sinner was superb the entirety of the fortnight. But realistically, he's probably been the best man in the world in terms of form for the last four or so months. It was so impressive. And you mentioned his form throughout the tournament, hadn't dropped a set till he got to the final. And uh did you anticipate him fighting back because Medvedev seemed to have all the answers and, and seemed to have him broken apart? But as he said, he just had to say mentally positive. But did you foresee that coming? 
Look, from two sets down, the one thing that the caveat I, I thought was that Medvedev had played unbelievable tennis to that stage. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sinner, Sinner was clearly challenged, but you could see late in the second set that he sort of started to find some neutral ground, in, in, in certainly in, in rallies, and uh, he was able to secure a break for the first time. I suppose you don't know about a champion until they show the fortitude to go with the skill. We all knew the skill. Everything about Sinner is just, a, you know, he's just got so much talent. He, he, the sound off his racket is different to other players. He's just a phenomenal mover on the court, and uh, the way he strikes it is incredible. But you don't know about the fortitude inside them. He'd only come from two sets to love down once before, and that was against a guy called Martin Fuksovic, who, to be fair, has probably the, uh, the biggest leg muscles you'll ever see in the world. But certainly not <laughs> a, a Daniil Medvedev uh, type, of, uh, type of player. So to come back against Medvedev, Look, Medvedev didn't choke. I, I don't think Medvedev played badly at all in those last three sets. And, and you know, he, he certainly worked hard. And to spend the amount of time he did on that tennis court over the Australian Open, you know, more than a day, you know, he set a record in terms of the time he spent on the court to get to the final. Probably not a surprise he, he wilted a little bit. But that, in part, is due to, I think, the quality of Sinner rising as well. He adjusted to a couple of the different you know, tactics that Medvedev had thrown at him in what was a really a masterpiece tactically for Medvedev. He changed his game almost completely in those first two sets. But he adjusted, showed the uh, showed, showed the guts and the poise to, to handle an adverse situation and comes away with the title. And it probably shows you that if he, can, if he has the fortitude to fight back from those positions, there'll be many more to come. Yeah. A couple of things on Medvedev. Do, do you think it's taxing the way that he plays um, because he is out on the court so long, long rallies, those types of things, is it something that he'll need to adjust to go and win a Grand Slam? And what sort of effect is this going to have? This is two Australian Opens that he's dropped. He seemed in better condition very early this morning in the presses. I think we were leaving Melbourne Park you know, well after 2 or 2 o'clock this morning after the press conferences. He was in a vastly you know, better frame of mind than what he was two years ago after the loss to Nadal. Mm. In terms of you know, but the one thing is, it's now five finals he's lost in the one US Open title against Djokovic in 2021. So he's lost five finals. That starts to add up a little bit. There's, there's two factors. He, you know, he keeps putting himself in the position to, to win them. And that's really, really strong. And I still think at 27, he's got some time left in him. The other guy's getting better. But in terms of the tactics, yes, if he can do what he did last night in terms of you know, stepping forward, taking the ball on and, and clubbing winners and just stretching Sinner like he did. He was asked afterwards, why doesn't he do that more often? Because he's clearly capable of doing it. And he said, look, I probably do need to look at that because it's the way that Djokovic extended his career. It's the way that Federer extended their career. As they got older, they started to become more aggressive. So he plays like a chess player, you know, mm. the ultimate chess player, Medvedev. But sometimes you, uh, you really need to go, to the, go for the throat. And I think that will be... You know, that's, that's going to be the key to him winning Grand Slams. You, you know, as good as he was, and he was marvellous, I think, for you know, for much of that final, he just ran out of steam a little bit, like a little killer punch when it mattered most. Can he be considered the Greg Norman of tennis? We, you know, we can never quite figure out, and I know it took some miraculous uh, things to occur in some of those majors for Greg Norman to lose them. But this, as you say, five losses now and, Another one from two sets to, to, to love down and even against Raffery, even had a three break points to be able to come back and serve for it. Um, and it, then it falls apart. So is there something between the ears that's not quite right uh, for Daniel? It's, it's a really good question. Um, I, I suppose I throw it back to you look at, uh, you look at those performances and who he played those finals against. 
Djokovic, Nadal, Djokovic, Nadal, Djokovic, Nadal, Sinner. You know, it's mm. he's played the absolute cream of the handy crop. types. Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's not like he, it's not like he's going out and shooting seventy six when he's got yeah. a three shot. You know, yeah, whatever it was, five shot lead to lose by six uh, in a Masters. I, he was run down last night, and, and, and yeah, I think the Nadal one is probably the one that will be the one. But I, I don't think last night. I don't see last night as a is in any way means a shape a yeah shape or form a, a blight on his career. But as you say, the challenge is he's just got to get fitter and he's got to get better and he's unbelievably fit as it is. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, but I, I wouldn't say he's a shark. No. On Saturday night, uh, the women's final was uh, uh, well. Sabalenka just showed uh, her power and her poise as well. Uh, was completely dominant. Um, what makes her so successful at uh, Melbourne Park? She's done it back to back. Yeah, I, look, I think this is the surface that probably suits her the best in terms of it's a, it's a slower, slower hard court, which gives her time to to really you know use that athleticism and the power that she has to. Uh, she's got the time to sort of really wind up. She uh, her, her flight of shot by that I mean you know the, the speed she gets on it, but also the trajectory sort of makes it really difficult for players up against her. But she's also added in the last couple of years. You know, she she doesn't have to go full throttle like she used to. She used to just blast players off the court or blast. You know, plenty of unforced errors and you know balls into the back fence and lose matches. Now she's got a couple of changes of gear, and she's using that frame as well to get to the uh, net. And mentally, she seems stronger. You know, there was a couple of glitches last year after she won in Australia. She she was in good positions at, at Roland Garros at Wimbledon and also in the U.S. Open, where you know realistically she probably could have won another couple of slams had she held her nerve. But in Melbourne, for whatever reason, the courts, you know, as I said, suit her, and she's just about untouchable here. And and it's one of those ones where I think if she holds her mental frame and she's clearly getting stronger in that regard, uh, you know, I think she's the best player in the world in women's tennis. I know Svantec's an outstanding clay quarter, but I do think that uh, Sabalenka's got a greater ability on all surfaces. Speaking of Courtney Walsh, uh, Fox Sports reporter and uh, tennis commentator extraordinaire, um, Courtney, Craig Tiley, I'm really liking the fact that the Australian Open now is looking to be innovative, uh, looking to change things up, to speed things up, make the fan experience a bit better. Um, they're looking at a whole range of different things. And one of the things, and they've implemented a whole range of different things, Craig Tiley has suggested that he wants to get all the major slams on board and get rid of lets in tennis. Your thoughts? Well, it's interesting. It's been trialled in the juniors for probably four or five years, uh, and it's also been used in the college system as well. My, my my query would be how much time is that actually going to save? You know, like what what is it going to save two minutes or three minutes in a match? I'm, I'm not so sure we have so many lets that it stops play and holds play and then where he goes, I would be looking more at uh, cutting down between the time between the first and second service players. As a rev uh, going back uh, in his uh, quarterfinal, mm. we counted and time and again, he was taking 16 bounces between his first serve and his second serve. So that's 10 to 12 seconds at a time. That adds a significant amount on the clock. I'd also be suggesting that uh, if it's a 7 o'clock start or a 7.30 start, start at 7.30. Don't start at 20 to 8 or 10 to 8 like they sort of, you know, there is a, a lot of pomp and ceremony and it's fantastic, but maybe start the pomp and ceremony a little bit earlier. I, You know, I'm not so sure it saves a massive amount of time. I think there's clearly other issues where you can save more time. Uh, you know, that for mine is uh, perhaps a, a deflection. 
Uh, always great to catch up with you, Courtney. Uh, take a, a little spell now. It's been a big couple of weeks um, and a successful couple of weeks. Some some record numbers on day one, some big uh, ratings all the way through. I haven't checked them from last night, but I'm sure they were pretty good. Um, thanks for making yourself available throughout. Actually, what, what did it rate well last night? That's a very good question and one that I haven't uh, got an answer to. I, uh, I must say that uh, I've had a sleep today. Well, I've thrown you under <laughs> the bus there, and uh, that's... Yeah. I haven't checked you, but, but I mean, you, but you look at every other, other metric and you think it, it is a phenomenal tournament that can draw more than one million fans through the gates in two weeks. Yeah, 100%. And you, you look at, all, you look at you know, that massive concert on John Kane Arena beforehand. They do a remarkable... Did you get there? Did you get a glow stick out and head to... Was it Groove Amata? It was Groove Amata. No, I was, on your, uh, I was on your station with Brett Phillips. Well, <laughs> preview in the final. If you can't be a Groove Amata, then Brett Phillips is the next best thing. Thanks, Courtney. <laughs> Pleasure, gents.